0: You got to be thick-skinned. You got to adapt. Joel Salta came here. He's a farmer. He wakes up at two in the morning, I mean five in the morning, which is two in the morning California time. But when he was here, but here in, in Hollywood, he, we were out till two in the morning, and he just stayed up. He was adaptable. He was tough. Be tough. Be tough. Never be weak. Little. You, you can be. It's just you'll get blown by people. Other people will be tougher than you. And then just get what you freak out over. Those are the four things. I'm glad I added that four thing. So what are the four things for the camera? Number one, do not be uh, spacey. You have to have the ability to be able to focus. Some people cannot sit and read a book without going all time how I focus you just focus what do you mean <laughs> I don't there's no solution you just train yourself to be able to sit for five minutes the second thing is don't be stubborn if there a better way is shown to you just instantly start doing it the better way the third thing is don't be proud so if you stated one thing and then you're gonna have to go back on your on your initial statement some people won't do it because they'll be like, I look bad. But don't worry about looking bad. If you make a mistake, just be like, oops. The simplest word for a proud person is, oops, my bad. Just move on. And then the fourth thing is people are too too sensitive to everything. Like you can, you can cut somebody off in traffic. There's a lot of people in the world it will ruin their whole day. Like there's people getting mad for an hour, two hours, sad. Somebody writes on their Facebook wall, oh, "You're ugly." Oh, you look fat. There's people that will take it to heart, and literally just, oh, you see their self-esteem. People say stuff to me. I'm sorry. Who cares? That's thick skin. If you put a shrimp in front of Andrew, he turns into a freak. And, you know, Beverly Hills rich kid with a butler bringing in custom made peanut butter sandwiches whenever he's hungry well you're not from the hood I was around dude from the hood they were hungry I told you my best friend man this dude he didn't have food Saturday and Sunday because his mom couldn't afford it he ate school meals Leon whatever you put in front of him I remember this dude was hungry so that's hood by the way you go to India you're like people, 40 million kids are starving to death right now in India you put shrimp in front of them they're gonna eat shrimp can't be like, Herman is like that. Herman always tells me his army stories about how he was dropped off on an island. First of all, I'm like, Argentina army, come on, man. This is like the color guard, this is like the, the funeral guard in our army. But he's like, I'm tough, I was dropped on an island, I had to eat snakes. I'm like, on. I went one time and you hadn't eaten for two hours, and we're in Ikea and you almost fainted. He's like, dude, I need food, my blood pressure dropped. I'm like, It's been two hours. Imagine being on a desert island with you now. (laughs) You'd be the worst guy. I'm like Navy Seals are tough. I read a story about a Navy Seal. The Navy Seal guy went underwater. The other Navy Seal guy panicked and broke his oxygen thing. And they were like, the other one stayed under. Well, no, they were like, he thought it would. The sergeant was down there like, this guy's gonna die. And the guy held his breath for six minutes and swam out of it. Most people would panic, die right there. So that's why I said it, it thins the herd. You don't want to be thin. If you gotta get up and run 20 miles, because it's what you have to do, you just run. And the next thing you know, it'll be over. So Ty, on point number two, you said if somebody tells you a better way of doing things, we should put this. You can do this bar block, yeah. my block. Yeah, yeah for yours. Okay. Good. Uh, You said on point number two, if somebody tells you a better way of doing things, you should just do it. So when is the balance between, because you also say... Only listen to people who are worth the damn. So exactly, what's the, what's so only the... listen to people. So I was at dinner before the Oscars, I went to lunch with Tommy Hilfiger, and I've always said logos aren't important. I said, Tommy, tell me three things I need to know to launch my uh, fit, my uh, clothing line. He goes, number one, have a good logo. Right then I was like, okay, I'm changing my fucking stance. It used to be you don't need a logo, but this guy built a billion dollar brand. He knows that's, that's adaptability and not being proud. So I changed my, I don't care but can laugh at me and be like, oh, you used to say logos aren't important. i like, yeah, now I got better information. So I change. I don't but you shouldn't always listen to everybody who tells no, you a better way. Tommy fucking Hilfiger. When you're talking to clothing, that's like, if you want to make a movie and Steven Spielberg says no, listen. But if your friend who, you know, one time made a little YouTube, uploaded a YouTube video, I might not listen to him. But if an OG talks to you, then you listen that's what that's what it really comes down to if you listen to every opinion you'll bounce around from side to side and never have a, a you know convictions and that but when someone badass tells you something then you change and that, that's hard for people because the reason is the reason people don't listen to good advice is because they get burned by listening to dumb advice then they you know, five, when they're 15, they listen to their friend who said, do this, they did it, and something horrible happened, and then they go, for the rest of my life, I'm just gonna go with my gut. Wow, bullshit. Your gut is only as good as your knowledge base. If you, if I say, oh, you need heart surgery? Let me cut you open and go by gut. You don't want my gut. If I go, let me get on this airplane now, and I'm gonna fly this 747 to London, they go, do you have any training? No, I just go with my gut. I'm a kind of gut. Well, gut doesn't know what, buttons to press, what throttle, you're gonna crash and die. Gut is not only good for simple situations. And if somebody throws a punch at you, use your instinct and in your gut to duck and move. Even that can be trained. If there's a loud noise when you're walking across the street, an 18-wheeler's coming at you, you don't wanna write and think through logically, you just wanna jump out of the way. But for other parts of your life that are more complicated, like starting a business, like building a real skill, then you don't use your gut because your gut is not built for that. The world is very complicated. Man. Very, if you want to be a real estate investor, you can't just go, well my gut is I should because when you use your gut, what you end up doing in the stock market or real estate is when prices are going up in real estate and all your friends are making money, you get really excited and you go, Ooh, everybody's making money. Let me make money. And then when you do that, you buy when it's high and then when the market crashes, you freak out and go, Oh my god. All the property, I bought it for 100,000, now it's worth 50,000, and you sell when it's low. And that's the herd mentality that makes you poor. So in situations like that, you actually have to go against your gut, and you have to go like Warren Buffett. He waits till when everybody's excited. He says, when everybody's excited, be afraid. And when everybody's afraid, get excited. So when the next big recession comes, that's your opportunity. Rockefeller, richest man probably in American history. His net worth in today's dollars was six hundred billion. Okay, that's more than everybody basically combined in the top five or ten on the Forbes list. He said he made his money. I forget what it was. eighteen fifties there was a recession, then eighteen nineties he made it in the nineteen twenty nine because he didn't just go with his gut. He went with his head combined with his gut. And if you're a very thin-skinned and sensitive person, you'll always flinch. Like today, I was training with Rafael Cordero, and he was throwing punches, and he said, don't blink. And that's totally against your instincts, because your gut feeling says any... Your gut feeling says when something comes towards your eye, you to close it. But when you box, you have to learn. If you close your eyes, you don't see the hook coming. You definitely don't see an uppercut. I got that... Talk a little bit with Floyd Mayweather at the game yesterday. Floyd Mayweather is a master. He keeps that hand like that and pops up that jab, and you don't see it coming, especially if you blink. Ken is finding this very exciting. <laughs> Kenna falls asleep exactly at the same time every day. Now, Ty, you post a lot on your Instagram about you know successful people and how they got rejected, and um, you know they end up creating a lot of successful businesses. Now, rule number three is you know admit when you're wrong, don't be stubborn. Now what's the line between stubborn and perseverance? Wisdom, you get that over time. Joel Salton says, you can't Google where to buy wisdom. There's no website, it'd be good if you could. Maybe one day they'll have a pill like limitless. So you gotta make a few mistakes, but the general rule is you have to persevere to set up the experiment, but once the experiment starts to run if it doesn't work, you shut it off real quick. So let me give you an example. Say you want to start. A, I'm in a restaurant. You want to start a restaurant. What most people do is go out, get a lease. They sign a five year lease for a restaurant. They, um, you know, put three hundred thousand into the the store, the uh, equipment. It's very expensive and all that. And then when it's not working, when they open the doors and not many people buy, they just stay with it for years and years. What you want to do is. Ah, thank you. What you want to do is find a way to use your brain, put in the hard work to set up an experiment that's not very costly. For example, invite, make three of your best dishes and invite 100 people from your church to come over and put the three dishes out like all you can eat and then see which of those three dishes are eaten first and which are left alone. Now you're testing on a small experiment now if all three of those plates nobody eats it then you just don't make a restaurant but you have to put in the work to invite the hundred people there that takes labor you have to put in the work to cook the three different dishes and think of that so that you put your work into setting up the experiment then once it rolls you adapt very quickly you just turn it off you go up all this food I make, nobody ate it, everybody hated it, and then went and bought, you know, Domino's because they didn't like my food at my barbecue, and then you go, well, maybe I'm not meant to be in the restaurant business, or maybe I need to just roll out some more dishes. But, so that's the difference. People are stubborn at the wrong time. There's evidence that it's working, but some outside force comes and messes it up. So you become, you start a business, you know, you're a real estate investor, and you Invest in a few pieces of property, you flip them, you make some money, and then all of a sudden the recession comes and it's hard to get bank loans because the banks all of a sudden are afraid to make money. Well, at that point, you may want to be stubborn and stick with it through the hard times and figure out ways to get loans from people who are in banks. They call it hard money loans. In fact, at the Clipper game, Laker game I sat on, me and T.O. went to, I was sitting next to a guy that's one of the biggest alternative lenders so if your bank won't give you money for real estate he will give you money and um, so you have to persevere because the first experiment showed it was working so once you have evidence that this thing might work then you got to stick to it but where people mess up is they stick to something that's not working a lot of people marry a girl or a guy that they fought the whole time they were dating that's just being stubborn you're fighting a whole yeah. bunch of time when you're dating. It's gonna get worse when you get married. We get a prank of the day. When can I... Oh damn it! She woke up. And uh. So we got like three and a half hours of sleep. And uh. Can I wanna give you a hug. What? No, wait, What are you doing? <laughs> what is that, ice cube? I put an ice cube in your ear my stepdad if you wouldn't wake up he used to take a pot of water and pour it on you man nobody sleeps through that he was the king Mm -hmm. Mm Benny he has good hair part Asian part Italian hair actually you're not Italian are you are you? When you when you launch something and you try something, yeah, and you know now you got to pan this way, and you notice it's not working, or, right. or or it's not. I'm gonna say that it's not working, but maybe you got a couple a couple of obstacles. Yeah. What well, would you first suggest? You know, so you got to do the beginning to to, to kind of you know sort of like you, start all over. Yeah, and, and just kind of tweak into play a little bit so, so like let's say that's an example of the real estate you buy a piece of real estate first one the bank gives you a loan you put a little money down you buy the real estate you fix it up you sell it and you make 50 grand yeah. then the next one you go to do after you buy it you find out there's some zoning issues you're not allowed to you know, do what you thought you could do that's where you you probably don't want to start over at the beginning you know what works for your real estate in that case So that's where you have to persevere, yeah. And what you would do is set up a micro-experiment around the one obstacle. So let's say they're the obstacles. The bank won't give you money. Uh, Zoning is the issue. So then you have to experiment how do you change the zoning. You have to learn that. That's a new skill. And guys like Gary Keller, I talked to him on the phone. interviewed him recently, and he started the number one residential real estate company in the world. He said he learned to go to the zoning board and how to talk to them and get them to change it. So whatever you're in, the micro, you always have obstacles, man, it's like mm-hmm. war. Battles roll in front of you all the time, if you want to accomplish something big, change your life. It's like a war. And so all these great guys, whether it's General MacArthur in World War II, you know what he said? I will be back. Yep. He failed, he had to evacuate the Philippines, the Japanese invaded, he left, he rolled back later. Yeah. And he won the then my uncle actually was in the army in World War II and, and went with MacArthur. He told me a crazy story. MacArthur and them rolled into this Indonesian, or somewhere in Indonesia, a prison camp where the Japanese had basically tortured American troops and not fed them. And all the American troops were super skinny guys. And um, his general, it wasn't MacArthur, it was a general, said, uh, you know what? Tomorrow we hang the Japanese generals. And so the next day, we hung them all. They didn't have much court back then. World War II, they had a little bit of that vigilante justice. But you torture people long enough, you might get hung. That had nothing to do with the story. But it did remind me of my uncle. He died, he died at 99, man. He was still a code card player. Smart guy anyway the answer is you will have little battles and you will always lose some little battles which is a period don't lose the war keep your eye on the big picture if you're an entrepreneur why are you an entrepreneur? is it because you love starting businesses or because you want to feed your family or because you want to extra source of income or is it because you know you want to be able to travel and not have to work at a nine to five like what's your reason for being there and that's that's the war and as long as you win that war like me, I'm, in, I'm an entrepreneur because lifestyle, and because I'm also creative, and I like to be able to be here. Kenna, are you gonna make them up to carry you to the car? I'm <laughs> so tired. Kenna finds these very interesting. <laughs> so, am I the most interesting person you've ever met, Kenna? Just by the evidence of you instantly falling asleep when I talk. That's why Kenna hangs out with me. My voice puts her to sleep right away. Uh Uh-oh, it's a (laughs) tie-top. And when Kenna falls asleep, it's actually ridiculous. That's why I wanted to test the ice cube in your ear. I'm like, it might not wake her up. She might actually still stay asleep. I saw the best prank to wake somebody up, these college kids. Took a guy's shoes off that had passed out, like alcoholic knockout. They put matches between each of his toes and, set, and lit them all. That dude was laying like this, had 10 matches between his toes. That woke him up, boy, because when you jump up, the matches stay in there. He's running around. Anyway, all right, that's my late night Chinese sushi. We're gonna call it Interviews with Andrew. Andrew, look, Andrew's face was like, hell yeah. Andrew got, Andrew, why do you look so intense when I said that, he loved that idea. Andrew turned, this was my impression of Andrew. Interviews with Andrew. <laughs> Why did you get so pumped? He was talking about this Akon. I was bringing up Michael Jackson, great musicians, Elvis Presley, Br- uh, not Britney Spears, um, Mariah Carey, we were talking about, who else? R. Kelly, great voices, Lady Gaga, and he started bringing up, what did you bring up, Fetty Wap? He brought up every uh, T-Pain, <laughs> come on man you can't, but that's like I'm talking about Lambos and Ferraris and he's talking about four Tauruses. <laughs> you can't have a four Taurus conversation in a Lambo. I'm going to bring you to the Ferrari club in Beverly Hills. You're going to roll in be like, but did you see that new Taurus? It's got automatic windows. I think we will be like Ty, who are you bringing to our Ferrari? We're talking about Ferraris. We're talking about Lambos. Michael Jackson is an Aventador, he's a Lamborghini. Do not bring up Fetty Wap, thank you. Drake is who he really likes. He thinks Drake is a, is a, is a Lamborghini, maybe. You know how you know who's an icon on the legend? They have to pass the test of time. 40 years later, people have to still be excited. Maybe Drake will. Maybe Justin Bieber will. Oof, the the test of time. There's so many great musicians that nobody listens to anymore. Great ones. If you have been born in the '60s, people just take like uh, what's that guy that Elvis loved? Such a great singer. He was one of Elvis's mentors. Now nobody even knows his name. It's hard to pass the test of time. A few people do. That's the highest level in life. Legend. Icon. Jay Z. He'll be a legend. He's already legend status. Drake's not there yet. Maybe he will be. He'll earn it. Or maybe not. (laughs) Alright, Kenneth. Peace out, everybody.